Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Crisis baptized, Father Nathan. In the Jordan. Ah, thought I was going to get you. You got me. Well, no, you got me. I I didn't know you knew the answer. Crisis baptized. We are in post-festive theft. Oh, I did. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember this. Oh, you told me in fair play. Oh, in fair play. Villa, nice. All right, uh, welcome to the podcast. This is Father Michael O'Loughlin and Father Nathan Goebel. What's up? It is post-festive theophany, and in the Byzantine world, we continue the greeting of Christ is baptized and then respond... In the Jordan. Or... Uh, I, I never said the other one. For us today. <laughs> I have no idea. The uh, Supposedly in Europe, I think this is one of the relatively new greetings, but in Europe they say glorify him like oh. they do for Christmas. Like Christ is born. That's just for people that don't know the answer and yeah. have a one of two shot. But it, it is hilarious when little kids like Christ is born in the Jordan. No, no little one. It doesn't work that way. Maybe Mary wanted to do like one of those water births <laughs> in the baby pool. Yeah. Ah, My speaking of that. which, we water have a new births. we have a new baby. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Did you see that? Who are you talking well, about? Your sister. My brother. Yeah. Well, Joseph. your sister-in-law. Yes. Announce it. Yes, my sister-in-law, Seska O'Loughlin, had a beautiful little baby girl last Wednesday, Isabella Marie. Beautiful girl. She looks literally, like, from her nose up, she looks exactly like Seska. And from, like, her nose down, she looks exactly like my little niece, Claire, um, Christopher's baby. So she's got a very... And just, you know, it's a good thing she's Seska up because our O'Loughlin hairline, (laughs) like... No, well, to take away my non-existent hairline, but like the we we have a cowlick in the very we have a cowlick in the back that's like a swirl. All of us, girls too, girls and guys, uh-huh. and on the front, on the right side of the head, is a cowlick that that is a like a very straight line, and the hair just goes a completely different direction on the front right of our head than it does everywhere else. My poor sister, she had it too, and even the girls in the next generation have it. But I hope Isabella won't because she'll have the Girolamo hairline. curls. Yeah, the curls, the brown, beautiful, blue, beautiful brown curls. Yeah. We'll see. Yep. And uh, we announced to else? the world Grady Jack Bowman, uh, one of the first weddings that uh, I celebrated with uh-huh. Father John Neppel as a priest. So uh, Grady Jack Bowman, no epidural. Congratulations, Maggie. Owned it. <laughs> I love how we know that now. Well, she texted it. That's awesome. I mean, she's uh, very proud. Reese did. Her as, husband as Reese she did. should. She should well, be very proud. That's right. No water birth, as far as I heard. Okay. She wasn't birthed in the Jordan. He wasn't birthed in the Jordan. <laughs> Grady, Grady Jack. Nice, beautiful. Congratulations, all yep. new babies. And my sister, Teresa, is due in two and a half weeks, I think. Bum, bum, Two bum. and a half, three weeks. So We'll announce that one next time. Yes, the official podcast announcement. I did say, and I, and I, I should announce this to, to listener land, okay? So don't take any offense to this, right? However... Some of you may be contemplating conceiving a child, okay? And uh, if you're listening raise, to this, Raise your hand if you're contemplating conceiving hand, a child. <laughs> at least trying to conceive a child, most of the husband's hands go up and the wife's hands kind of like, you know, stay down. Okay. But what I said is, if you're thinking about honoring us with a name, okay, 
And perhaps you're thinking to yourself, I want to honor all of the guys in the podcast. There's absolutely nobody in listener land that is actually thinking about doing this. But for some reason, it crossed my mind, and I just had to say it. I told Jonathan Fraker that uh, I wanted to make this perfectly clear. Okay, So what are the names of the guys in the podcast? John, Nathan, and Michael. You can do a double shot with Michael and Michael. Right. Okay? Um, But... Perhaps you're thinking the only way for me to honor all of them would be to name the kid Jonathan Michael. Here's why I think that's going to be that's problematic. That's so humble of you. That's very humble, right? Of you. Of me. We're leaving you out. Where's the Nathan? Uh, John Nathan. John oh, Nathan. Okay. okay. Exactly. Because <laughs> then Nathan's going to be the name that's cut off. Okay. Right. right. So, um, you know, uh, Jonathan Michael is not an acceptable name. Because the kid's going to grow up, they're going to shorten it to John, and then I'm just going to be this afterthought. I'm not saying you have to name your child after me, okay? But I'm just saying, like, Nathan, John, Michael, Nathan, Michael, Michael, Nathan, Michael, John, you know? <laughs> all of them are good names. Just, but, just know, name your kid Father. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you'll get us all. Father we'll, we'll Deacon. All be covered. Yeah. That's right. Like St. West. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like St. West. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, anyways, nobody's actually thinking about doing that. So, or they could just name them Sizik or whatever Catholic stuff. <laughs> this is Sizik Ladasha L dash A Ladasha. All right, all right. Just so we clear that up. Back to Jesus. Um, so we are right now in post festive theophany. I believe the day this go comes out, it'll be. Otdania, which means leave taking of the feast. Huh. Um, so we can still be saying then the greeting for that day. For those of you in the Western world, this is the uh, Monday of ordinary time <laughs> or Thursday of ordinary Boring. time. Wah, wah. Wah. All right. Post festive theophany is. So to explain to those who don't know what theophany <laughs> is, um, it's the same thing as epiphany. The word means the same thing in Greek. Um, but uh, so originally. Well, the word means the revelation or the revelation of God. So this is a feast of the revelation of God. Um, Originally on January 6th, in the early, early church, both east and west, they celebrated four different things, four different theophanies or four different epiphanies, four different revelations of God all in one day. Four? Four. Oh, wow. Yeah. They celebrated nativity. Yes. Which is probably the one that people think of least because that was moved probably the earliest. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. Nativity. Uh, the Magi, the coming of the Magi, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, baptism of our Lord in the Jordan, and the wedding at Cana. So all four of those were some sort of revelation of God, nativity, the revelation of God as a human being, as a baby, as a man, Magi revelation of the Messiah to the Gentile nations, baptism of our Lord, the revelation of God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the first time that was revealed that way. And the wedding at Cana was, of course, the, the beginning of his ministry when the disciples began to believe in him, as, as the uh, the gospel says in John. So uh, all four of these were together. Um, the, some of them, obviously, because of piety, took on kind of a life of their own, and, and then each church started moving them around. So on Epiphany, you guys celebrate what, Father Nathan? You Romans? Epiphany. <laughs> Good answer, Father Nathan. You celebrate the Magi. Yeah, right. So you celebrate the Magi. We so what happened was is it, everything was on January sixth. So the, both churches, East and West, moved the Nativity to December twenty fifth. Yes, I, probably to cover up a 
pagan holiday or whatever i yeah like the winter whatever winter winter solstice solstice holiday so they moved it to there we byzantines also moved the magi to december 25th oh wow so we celebrate magi we act that's actually the gospel we hear on christmas morning so Hmm. um at christmas morning get divine liturgy so christmas uh christmas vigil we hear about the Herod, or the, about the, uh, the census and all that. Then Christmas matins, the morning of, we hear about the birth. And then Christmas day during the Divine Liturgy, we hear about the, uh, the Magi. So we, we, have the, we moved the Magi to December 25th along with Christmas. But we kept the baptism of our Lord on January 6th because we wanted to emphasize the revelation of the Trinity. Because, of course, at the baptism, you have Jesus in the water. You have the Father's voice. Um, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And you have the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove, the revelation of God is Trinity. So in the Byzantine world, that's the most important revelation because Theophany in January 6th actually trumps. It's the third biggest holiday of the year. It trumps Christmas. It trumps the nativity. Wow. Um, so, it, I mean, it's huge. The, the the water blessing, I'll go into that in a moment, is is beautiful. I had so much fun this year. It really did feel like – it felt like Pascha. It felt like a, a very important feast. Rolun. On the water, appropriate. Um, so, the wedding at Cana, we kind of moved to different times. And what do you guys do wedding at Cana, Romans? We, I mean, we put it probably during Lent. Probably during Lent. Okay. <laughs> I I don't know. I, sh- I should I should give you a little outline before. Well, but no, it's not. That's not a problem because I'm only in my second year of the lectionary. Yes, you are. Maybe it hasn't come up yet. Hmm. There we go, Father Nathan. Yeah. That's. Yes, I've, I've so, also been a Catholic for you know, <laughs> thirty-one years. So. I know. I almost said that, but I was going to make fun of you what? in front of everybody. So I'll let you do that yourself. Um, so the uh, we do the wedding at Cana. We also, I mean, just so you know, like we do put the antiphons of the wedding at Cana in the feast of the baptism of the Lord. Okay, um, or or Epiphany, I think. Epiphany is like this, like, you can hear it in all three, you know, but then the next week we actually have an an actual dedicated feast for the baptism of the Lord. Okay. So the the, the hymns are probably there. They they, they take some of the hymns that are that ancient. And the same thing happens with us. You'll hear echoes of these other... If your liturgy director wants to do that. (laughs) Okay. Next question. (laughs) We we hear echoes of the other three also at the baptism. We we hear the gospel of the wedding at Cana the second week after Pascha, and then also every wedding, because in the Byzantine weddings, you don't have a choice of what readings to hear. You always hear Ephesians 5, and you always hear uh, wedding at Cana. Um, So I have to really be creative with my homilies, because you're hearing the exact same readings, Um, and I don't... I don't like preaching on, oh, this couple, and this is how they met, and... They're going to be rah, rah. so good for one another. <laughs> I preach on the gospel, thank God. Um, so the uh, so we have those those four feasts. Um, right now, in the Byzantine, we are post-festive because it's such an important feast. We have a, we have a big, long post-feast, eight-day post-feast. Um, so we are still celebrating the baptism. We are still celebrating the revelation of God as Trinity. Um, are one you still of, feasting? Yeah. Yeah, right. we, we had we had meat on Friday. Whoa! Like, we have five Fridays a year where you can have meat, and this was one of them after Theophany. Theophany is just such an important feast that it's like eat as much meat as you can Friday. Treat yourself, two thousand eleven. <laughs> so we uh, we scandalized. I don't know. Did I eat meat? Was I with you guys? We all. Ate I meat. was. I was. With but you we guys were on still Friday. in the Christmas season, so that was yeah. Right. Okay. But we're in ordinary time now, so this Friday, folks should be uh, doing the normal. Yes. 
fasting on Fridays, which is true for us too because we end on Thursday. So, oh. yeah, that, no, we didn't because remember Friday morning was catch all. That was leftovers. We were on Villa and we had leftovers. Oh yeah, because we left, and I had yeah, I had a bowl of raisin bran or something, something bowl, very yeah. un, un eat as much meat as you can Friday. And I had a bowl of crow. And I, a, <laughs> I got into a little saucy fight with Father John. Yeah, I was surprised. You guys, at least in my experience, went all week without getting in a, a saucy fight. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? We went the whole <laughs> week. Was. The whole week. You know what? Before you, before you walked in, Father John, like, or when you, we thought you were cleaning one of the bathrooms, and, and Father John was literally like, man, I feel like picking a fight with Father Nathan. <laughs> and then and then he yelled something i don't think you heard him and then all of a sudden you came down and and all hell broke loose it was pretty funny <laughs> it was like it was like the wild west shootout at, yeah. uh, in uh tombstone i was vacuuming so i could barely hear but... i'm your huckleberry <laughs> all right so uh so in the byzantine world we we stand in awe of the baptism and emphasize that m- more than the other revelations um, because like in, in Matthew's gospel and in, in Matthew's account of the baptism of Jesus um, is where John says, no, 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 I need to baptize you. Jesus comes to the water, he comes to the Jordan and uh, and says, you know, he's there to be baptized. And John, and John the Baptist says, no, I must baptize you. There's a certain awe. I must be baptized by you. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> no, 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 I got to baptize you. I was just you. saying heresy. <laughs> <laughs> dang, dang schismatic. Know your role, Eastern Messiah. Um so, so John says, I must be baptized by you. And Jesus says, no, do this. It, it's what God wants, etc." So th- yeah. there's a, a, an awe of the vocation of John the Baptist. John the, vo- John the Baptist's vocation as one who, who precedes the Messiah, as one who announces the Messiah, his, now, his vocation changes. So in the Byzantine church, we actually call him the Holy Prophet, Forerunner, and Baptist John. That is his full name. Um, so Forerunner and Prophet he, you know, there, there was certainly instances of that before the baptism, but now he becomes the one who baptizes. By the way, the baptism, um, baptizo in Greek just means immersion. So he he would he would immerse people in Jordan River. So mm-hmm. Jesus comes to be baptized by him. Um, so that, but in, in the in the Eastern Church, in the Byzantine Catholic Church, all of the sacraments involve laying on of hands, every single one. So normally we think of laying on of hands as being something mainly just for ordinations, but in in the uh, in the Byzantine sacraments, there's a form of laying on of hands, at least in the ancient church, huh. for, for all the sacraments. That was a sign of what we call the mysteries. Uh, a sign of the mysteries is laying on of hands. So, for instance, you still see that in the confession, in, in the sacrament of the mystery of penance, you see that because the priest takes his stole, his epitrochelion, he puts it on the penitent's head, and he lays his hands on top of the stole. And that that's done during the, uh, during the absolution. None of this screen stuff where you're hiding whatever i see that so you're, you're you're gonna try to rip me a new one what's that smile no, I mean, it's just a funny word like uh, the priest lays his epitrochelion he lays, <laughs> you know it though he you lays just said it. he lays his tentacles over <laughs> over you <laughs> kind of it <laughs> according it, it, to the he, dallas he charter over. we're not laying any epitrochelions <laughs> on anybody <laughs> So you you do this, and, and, and actually the symbolism is beautiful because it's supposed to be a dark epitrochelion, dark stole, and and you you put it over the person's head. So it symbolizes two things: the stole symbolizes the priesthood. So it's it's the authority of the priesthood that allows the sins to be forgiven. It also, since it's dark, red or purple, allows it. The symbol is like the blood of Christ washing away yeah. the person's sins. So it's this. Uh, 
I love the, it. The, the, the symbolism of, of the Eptochilia. So there's, they're still very much a laying on of hands. In the wedding, you see it because, of course, the crowns, the moment of the, of the mystery, the moment of the sacrament is the crown. So the priest is, in a sense, laying his hands on, on the couple's head as mm-hmm. he's laying the crowns on their heads. Um, all right. So uh, so the fact that, that we kind of envision John the Baptist laying his hands on Christ at the very beginning of his ministry um, also extends to the awe that we see in the fact that the water touched him. Like, in other words, the water, even on a hymnography for Matins and Vespers, we, we hear that the water of the Jordan River turned back on its course. We're quoting here Psalm 114. Yeah. 114 talks about the the awe. Or it's not really awe in Psalm 114, but it's the reality that, that the cho- God's chosen people, um, meaning those who came after Moses, when they crossed the Jordan into the land that God had given them, um, the, the water kind of stopped because of the power that God had with his chosen people. So that they were able to cross through just like, like, um, Moses crossed through the Red Sea, kind of the same idea for the Jordan. It's in Psalm 114. You can well, and once the, once the ark bearers, uh, proceed into the, proceed into the Jordan River, the river stops. Exactly. Exactly. So, so the idea here is that the, the fathers of the church have taken that image of the Ark of the Covenant being the footstool of God, being the presence of God for the chosen people, and the water stopping in order to let them cross. The same thing happens when Jesus steps in the Jordan River, who is not only the Ark, he is God himself. And, and so 114 is appropriate here that the Jordan turned back on its course. The idea here in the hymnography of the East is that um, it, it – the the waters look upon their creator and they know their vocation the the vocation of water to to personify here the vocation of water is to cleanse and in this case to baptize by cleansing but that they come upon one to fulfill their vocation of baptizing of cleansing and they find one who does not need cleansing namely yeah, christ right. who, who has no sin so that they stop they halt like we hear in in uh when the uh, israelites are crossing it halts and then of course jesus has to convince john the baptize baptizer to actually baptize him he also has to convince the water so just like when jesus became human he became a man so all humanity is blessed is divinized by that so in a, in a much lesser sense when water touches christ all water becomes holy. All water becomes something other. It becomes, it becomes something that we can use to bless other items. Mm-hmm. So, in, in other words, it becomes holy water. We in, the, we in the East call it Jordan water. So there's only one blessing a year on the Vigil of Theophany when water is blessed. And I'm going to go through what, what that is in a moment because it's an amazingly beautiful uh, ritual. But there's only that one day when it's blessed. And we call it Jordan water because it has the blessing of the Jordan. So in, in our churches, it's, it's you know, as... as effective as if you took water out of the Jordan River and blessed it, but it, we call it Jordan water. Yeah. Uh, only when it's blessed on that feast. So so when, when the water touches Jesus in order to baptize him, its vocation also is amplified. Just like John's is, he takes on the role of baptizer. So the, the, the vocation of water now becomes something that sanctifies other things. And it, it gives water this dignity to sanctify other things. Um, also, obviously, as Christians, we like using water and we also like fire these are two images obviously that we use a lot within our christian context um lighting candles etc for fire because both fire and water are are pervasive um, both are very common you you find them everywhere but both can either bring about life or death yeah so obviously water you need it to survive but if you have too much of it you're going to drown fire you need it to survive as well for heat but obviously if you get thrown into it or your house burns down obviously it can cause death so both of these things are are, are life and death items they're basic items but they involve 
and have to do with life and death. Mm. So we use those things within our Christianity because, of course, that's what Christianity is all about. It's about death and life, right? Christ died so that we may have life. We die to ourselves in order to have life, eternal life, and the death of this world, the death of sin, etc. So that's why water, because it touched Christ, it, in a sense, amplified his vocation by doing this. God called it to. And when the hymnography of the church says that when the water touched Christ— because water evaporates, goes into the atmosphere, and then the rain falls like you know rain precipitation. Therefore, water is seen as kind of the water that touched Christ continues to circulate throughout the world, and so all the waters were blessed by Him. Yeah. If you look at an icon of Theophany, you'll actually see two little what they're they're little personifications of water. We call them little you know lower G gods in the water. They're usually riding a, a serpent or, or riding a you know uh, just kind of floating on the water. Um, these are personifications of the Jordan River and the Red Sea and kind of all the waters of the world. So all the waters of the world are blessed by Christ's presence by him stepping into the water. Um, so then on that feast we we bless water and then people take it home. And then also in the East, um, Byzantine Catholic and Orthodox priests will travel to every single parishioner's home use the water that they brought from the blessing of the Jordan water and then we'll sprinkle their entire excuse me, their entire house with it and we'll bless all the homes. So that's exactly what I'm doing this week. I'm taking it a ton a, of water. Oh it is. Well we we have a, a massive baptismal font where we do full immersion for the babies uh-huh. and we we fill that entire thing up with with water and then we you know provide people can bring containers from home or, or you know use mason jars, etc. Um, so the people bring it home and then they use it throughout the year too. Like we have a, I have a parishioner, shout out to Aaron Carey and a Ramja brewing. He, he puts, he puts Jordan water in every single one of his micro brews that he makes at home. Nice. So, uh, so if you ever want blessed beer, you can, you can look up, I don't know if he does Ramja brewing. He, he always makes it for us every Easter. He calls it Pasca beer, Pasca Passover beer. And, yeah. um, and we, he hands it out to every single parishioner as they're leaving on Easter Sunday. It's just really, really cool that they get some Pasca beer from him. So anyway, you so you you can use this water for everything. Like the first thing we do is drink it. So we, you put little glasses next to it and you drink the water. Um, Before you baptize babies full immersion. See, that's the thing is, is that you you Romans, you you keep holy water and you bless babies in holy water. We actually use just tap water to, to baptize babies, but you bless it beforehand. So even the blessing of the water – it's similar, but it's not. It's not the same level of intensity of I don't know what you call it, grace or uh-huh. you know uh, uh, of the the reality of the Jordan water that's blessed on Theophany. Okay. So. Okay. All right. Anything, Father Nathan? I'm I'm trying to convince myself to stop talking. Nice. And let you talk. Oh, it's a good New Year's resolution. Turning over new leaf in January. I'm going to stop being so uh, <laughs> so uh, whatever. I don't know. So, Father Nathan, know what the word? We was. don't want you to stop being Father Nathan. No, 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 no. I was, I was thinking of the word, but all I could think of was snarky. like snarky. Yeah, snarky. Okay. Um, <laughs> the uh, well, the question I would have is uh, after Vatican II, you know, and the reappropriation of culture into the life of the church. Mm-hmm. Like, given what you just said about water and the, uh, you know, like the water was there, but then it goes back into the atmosphere and whatever. Would a proper hymn to be sung at every Byzantine liturgy would then be Circle of Life by Elton John from Lion King. As long as you, well, I guess that's not the right song. Um, it's a circle of life. <laughs> I was like the Nasa Benya. It's a real fortune. It's a deeper faith. It's a band of hope. Yeah. No, that was all. That was literally all I was thinking. appropriate for any Exactly. Wow, I just sounded like Marsha Rapp. That's great. 
<laughs> I just spent a few days with Marsha Rat. <laughs> she does that. She rubbed off. Like exactly. <laughs> so, um, so yes, snarky Father Nathan, that would be actually be appropriate. I actually thought about when I first came to the parish ten years ago that I would just set up my my drum kit in the front of the church. Sweet. So when, when people walked into divine liturgy, they'd be like. What the heck is this? Who's yeah. our new pastor? I just leave it there, and not do anything with it. But it would have been really funny to see hear the uh, the chatter when I first walked in. That's right, because we don't we don't do we don't do any instruments at all. For those who don't know, Byzantine liturgy is all a cappella, no instruments. So, hence the drum set in the front would be funny. Yeah, but all right, maybe my next assignment. All right. Um, so th- what happens then is to to emphasize the reality of all the waters being blessed by Christ on Theophany. Um, every Byzantine priest is supposed to process from his church with the parish to the nearest body of water and bless that. Oh, so yeah. obviously in like or- in Orthodox countries, yeah. you have – or in like play- in Pittsburgh, you have every parish walk in the nearest body of water and they bless it. Um, so we do that. We go to the uh, the South Lake. I forget what it's called at, in Wash Park. Yeah, I've and seen And we it. always bless that every year. And it's uh, it's wonderful and – it's kind of emphasizing. So you do really do two blessings of water. You do the Jordan water blessing in the church, then you do a simpler blessing of water for the nearest body of water that you bless. And then if you'll see, I was just listening this morning to a, an Orthodox podcast, uh, Tarpon Springs, Florida, I believe it's called. Um, there's a massive Greek Orthodox church, I believe it's called St. Nicholas, and the actually the ecumenical patriarch has come to that parish for Theophany because the whole town goes crazy for Theophany. And they walk to the, I'm guessing it's the Gulf Coast on that side of Florida, I'll have to look it up. Um, but they, they, they walk to the uh, to the ocean there and they, they bless it. And and the after the conclusion of the water, the priest takes a hand cross exactly, and he throws it in. The bishop usually throws it into yes. the water, and then young men dive in to go retrieve it, and it's like a big contest to see who can get the cross. Because um, then you get blessed for the next year, right? Exactly. Well, you become like the guy, like, shout out to John Leyendecker, I guess, is the Catholic hipster. I was just of thinking of him yeah. when you were saying that they were like bringing their mason jars. I was like, oh, yeah. they're Byzantine hipsters. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, right, right. And John Leyendecker was just named the 2015, or is it for the upcoming year? I think it's for the upcoming year. So 2016, homecoming queen and (laughs) Catholic hipster of the year. Many years, oh master. Many years, John Leyendecker. Blessing upon the loins of you and the fruit of your loins, thou children. And he has lots of fruit of his loins. He has lots of fruits of loins. fruitful. In his loins. Yes. All right. Um, so we do that, and it's Aunt great. Aunt Elisa, because she's like, you know. She the helped. One, the one who has to endure him. <laughs> she helped. And, <laughs> and endure him, yes. All right. Um, so it, what's actually really cool in Russia, or like Siberia, it's obviously so cold on January yeah. 6th, or if they're old calendar, January, what, 13 days later, January 19th, uh, for the Julian calendar, they uh, they actually cut a cross-sized hole in the ice of a frozen They do lake. a polar bear jump? I that's a very good question. I don't I know that the Greeks do the jump in for the cross. I don't know if the Russians do. They probably do something like tie the tie a rope to the cross. They tie a hand cross to a bear and whoever can <laughs> rip it off. Whoever can uh can kill the bear by biting through its neck. Exactly. Whatever the Russians do in their in their Russianness. All right. Um so the uh, the ritual that we use, and I looked this up, so I might even know more about your ritual than you do. Do you know, have you ever done it? You you've only been a priest for like a year a and a half months. Go on. So uh, you never done an epi- epiphany water blessing, have you? No, I wanted to do it this year, and uh, I had my dates wrong because the first Sunday after Christmas is Holy Family, oh. which happened the day after or the 
the day after, you know, whatever. You know, and the vigil was on Saturday and then Sunday, obviously, which meant that uh, Epiphany, which follows the next week, was super early. It was like the second and the third or something. Well, I had it down as the ninth and the tenth, and then I was flying on Epiphany, and I wanted to do it that night because Epiphany blessing of waters only possible on Epiphany, ah. but I couldn't find it in English, and I don't like doing blessings in Latin that I don't know what they say. I think you just made that whole thing up. Oh, are you <laughs> okay, serious? I'll believe. You. No, I'm just kidding. What? I'll believe you. That sounds like a good excuse. That's when I got to Villa. Was Epiphany? Oh, that's right. See, well, you weren't. That's there. when I got there. Well, I got there. Yeah, I got there on Epiphany. I got there on Theophany on on Wednesday, Wednesday night. Okay, uh, when we celebrate Epiphany, <laughs> oh, that's right, Sunday. Oh, Sunday. Okay, yeah. So if I would, if I would have been by ritual, that uh, meant I, I could have blessed it yeah, on Wednesday. We could have done it on it. Wednesday. We could have done it together. So yes, I didn't well, do the Epiphany blessing. Neither did Father Greg Peterson. Uh, who wanted to do it, but um, didn't have time. I think Father Matt Book wanted to do it, too. Did he do it? He was, I don't know. I think he was in but I did get some, Dallas or wherever so. he was. Okay. Amen. Um, so, anyway, the Roman, I, I looked this up, and actually the Roman Epiphany Water Blessing, it comes from the East. You stole it from us. It's a Byzantinization. Listen, okay. Of the we Latin found Church. it in the Vatican Museums along with the rest <laughs> of your, like, you know. Everything else you stole from us. Catholic stuff podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. All right. Um, so you're the, feisty the, today. I know. What's with this you Romans I stuff? I don't know. I love you Romans. Yes. Thank you. All right. Um, the uh, So I looked up the, and it, and it is, uh, what happened okay, was. So we stole it from you. I, lo- I looked up the ritual. Before I knew you stole it from us, I, I, I looked up the ritual and it's it's very similar. And what I was surprised by is that if you read the Byzantine ritual, there's a lot of like what happens at a baptism too. So at a baptism, you exercise the child. There's an exorcism of the baby like there is in the Roman one too, but it's much longer. It's like 10 minute exorcisms where, I mean, you're going like crazy movie style, like Satan come out of the child in in the Byzantine ritual. Yeah, it's beautiful. And uh, you do the same thing for the water. You actually exercise the water. So that's the way we used to do it. Okay. Yeah, no, but and this ritual was the same thing. It was very much an exorcism of the water. And I think, Obviously, the water becomes holy, so it's not like we're just making it holy. We're and when we say exercise the baby, of course, we're not casting out Satan like the baby's possessed. You're just taking it from a a natural being that any mammal has a baby, and and you're 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 casting out in other words what Satan has control of. Satan has control of in a sense over over just natural things. When something is made holy, it, it's pulled out of that world, out of that realm that he yes. has control over, and made the sole control of God. So you do that for the baby before the baby's baptized. You also do it for the water before you use the water in baptism and you do the same thing for the water that's going to be blessed for the Jordan water. So you, you, you do an exorcism of the water for a baptism. You also do it for the, the exorcism before the theophany water blessing that becomes the Jordan water. Um, and, and it was the same thing in the Roman ritual, which I was very impressed with. And then I found out that it was just stolen. So, um, but anyway, God bless you. So, and I don't, honestly, I don't know. I, I looked up, I looked at the forums, and there's a big debate over what permissions you need in the West and things like that. To, to do, do Epiphany yeah. Blessing? Don't yeah. you need permission from the bishop? No, I think uh, Father Matt, uh, who's our resident sacramental theologian, yes. so uh, I think he gets top billing on this, said that the permissions have been granted. Oh, good. So, okay. Okay. 
Next topic. Next topic. So anyway, I, I, I looked at it. It was beautiful. Um, this is also why in the West, and I just want to make sure that people know this because it's, I, I think it's beautiful. In, in the Roman Catholic Church, of course, you also bless chalk. And I found out that in the old rite, they would bless gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Hmm. So you'd bless these things. You'd bless, obviously, because of the, the wise men. You bless chalk, and then, then you would bring it home, and either a priest or I think nowadays people themselves can do it, yes. where you write over any external door to your house the year – and then the first letters of the three wise men by tradition, Casper, Melchior, and Balthazar. Or the article I read said that the CMB for Casper, Melchior, Balthazar that you would write yeah, over the door true. when it was blessed would also be Christus Mansionem Benedicat, which yeah. is God bless this house. This mansion. This mansion. God bless this mansion. So anyway, I think that's beautiful. That's that's a Western thing. I've also seen it as two zero two zero. Uh, MC, CMB, MCD, right. uh, and then, 16 or whatever. Right. Yeah. And then that, that's what I've seen as well. And then three crosses. Is that right? So I think there's a cross. There's at least there's like two zero cross M cross C cross. Oh no. That so might be four. four crosses. So I'd look it up. Maybe it's just MCB anyways. Uh, but for the three fe- theophanies. Yes. Oh, I like that. I like that. I'm trying to redeem myself. Yes, I believe, I believe the Greeks stole that from us. <laughs> well, all right. Um, so the uh, but yeah, but for for the Theophany water blessing in the east, and I'll and I'll finish with this. I promise. Um, there is in the ritual you begin with the exorcism, and then there are four blessings. So four blessings that happen over the water. The first one is the one that the kids love the most. You take this this massive three branch candle. And that's like has has bent candles and, it, and uh-huh. it's it's much bigger than any of the other candles that we use. And and as you're praying, you actually dip each of the three candles into the water. So you ex- exactly you extinguish the the flames in the water. The reason for that is it's the same thing. We're trying to kind of since the water touched God and was blessed, we're trying to do the best we can to kind of put God like things into the water yeah. so god revealed himself in the burning bush and in pentecost as tongues of fire so we literally push tongues of fire into the water what this does of course is it, it makes the puts wax everywhere in the water so it's not become a tradition that is good luck to drink the wax yeah. out of the uh, off the candle so that's the first uh the triple candle is the first blessing the second one after you say some more prayers um is the the priest uses his breath because um, if you know your Hebrew, ruach means both spirit and breath. And so when you hear at the beginning of Genesis that the spirit hovered over the waters, it could also be the breath hovered over the waters or the breath of God. So the spirit is the breath of God. Jesus is the word of God. So God the Father, using his breath, speaks the word. Obviously, God the Father, using the Holy Spirit, reveals himself in the in the word who is Jesus Christ. So the priest breathes over the waters as he does for a baptism when he breathes over the baby because as the spirit was the beginning of the first creation. So right. this water and the baby are a new creation. Um, it gets deeper and deeper and more beautiful and more beautiful. So the priest breathes over the water three times. Um, that's also part of the exorcism. Then he uses his hand, which is also uh, the blessing hand, as I've explained in a previous podcast, where you have um, Iota, Sigma, Chi, Sigma, right? The uh, the initials of Christ you, you actually make with your fingers then you bless the water with that and then finally you use the hand cross so you have the um no kind of yeah shut up <laughs> you i don't think you were here for that i think i, I did that one with rap. you did that one with me i did i and you couldn't go on <laughs> and then you use the hand cross so you actually take the hand cross you dip that in the water and then bless it four times three times excuse me with the hand cross um the cross of blessing the priest holds 
um, and blesses the people with drink Pascha. So it's a beautiful, and then that's when people come up and they drink some, and they fill some up in their mason jars or whatever they brought, and then they bring it home, and they bless their beer with it, and they bless their sick children with it, and they bless their animals with it, they bless their homes with it. Anything you want to bless, you kind of have like grace in a bottle that you can just fling That's a sacramental. Absolutely. Yeah. As it should be. Okay, topic done. That's it? Yeah. All right. That's I was thinking about whenever you were talking about the threefold candle, I, I had to look up just to make sure. Do you remember what the name of Little Mermaid's father was? King Triton. Triton. Nice job. He okay. had a trident. So you, uh, you would take like his trident and just like dip it in the yeah, water. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. This candle looks like a trident. You know, it, what we call it a troitza. It's, Which it's is what your bishop. Slav. What's your bishop, instead of a crozier, right, he has a trident. Uh, kind of. Well, yeah, there's different traditions there, but it's actually like the double-headed eagle like I have behind my head here. Yes. So that the, the double-headed eagle is um oh. is is on the top or it's a double-headed – oh, my gosh, I'm embarrassed myself. It's actually – Ferret. It, it looks like <laughs> – I don't know. <laughs> a smelly ferret. Um, it, 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 it looks like um, – not necessarily eagles. I'll look this up in the future, but it looks like two uh, – I don't want to say serpents because that sounds evil, but it's, it's two um, animals. Anyway. I'll look it up. I'll be All more right. eloquent about Another this podcast. Another podcast. I want Another the podcast. Um, yeah, so we, we use water for everything. Like you Romans have it uh, in, in like when you walk in the church, you put you, you obviously dip your fingers in holy water, make the sign of the cross. Yeah. We don't have that tradition, um, but we do we do have water, holy water, Jordan water available in the church for people to take home. If you run out of Jordan water, then you do other simpler blessings uh, for people to use in their homes, etc. And then the priest flings water everywhere for various aspects of the feast. And like for, for Pascha, we bless Easter baskets on Pascha morning. So all the food you're going to eat gets brought to church yeah. and gets blessed. And you use a lot of water. And I have a, a local holy protection in Denver tradition of trying to put out people's candles with the holy water during the Pascha blessing. Put out people's I have yet to do it. So everybody, when in your Easter basket, you have a candle lit. Uh-huh. And so when I walk around blessing everybody's <laughs> Easter baskets, exactly. And one of my parishioners, shout out to Sonny Risley, actually convinced me that I had one time, but he just blew it out himself and told me I had one. Next time. Yeah. You also use it for the Elijah blessing of the blessing of cars, right? Yeah, the blessing of cars we do. Which I got mine blessed this year. Nice. Nice. That's right. Adrian von Deerschleyer. Nice. (laughs) Is that your car's name? (laughs) Well, that's what John named her, and um, I I I can't rename it, so... All right. right, That was good. I like that. Good balance. You know, little... uh, a lot, you know, John. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Elton John, the, the Baptist. There? Oh no, no. Oh, I was thinking like that would be a sweet. If you don't want to, if you want to honor one of one, all three of us, and don't want to like name us actually like after after us, name your child Forerunner Baptist. Right? Didn't you say that was the John's name? Holy Prophet Forerunner and Baptist. Holy Prophet Forerunner and Baptist. Yes. Name him that. They won't get made fun of at all. Whatever. School. Like you're gonna get you're gonna you have a better chance of getting made fun of named Gate than you do like Holy Forerunner and Baptist. Is there really a new kid named Gate? That's what my sister wants to name her next boy. Oh, actually, the first boy, the Maybe. first Gobel boy, uh, if it's born to my sister, will be named Gate. Gate Gobel. Gate. Oh, well, Harcharik. Oh, Harcharik. Gate yeah. uh, Harcharik. <laughs> well, actually, is it is it theological? Is it Christ is the gate? Um, I think she probably like came up with it from some smattering of like, you know, People magazine and kids are going to take the T off the end. I don't want to talk about it. 
I don't want to talk about it. Right? I prayed for a nephew in Rome, uh, and we will see. Amen. We will see. Amen. It'll have a good Christian middle name. Yes. Maybe. All right. Um, shout outs. I'm going to go first. Yeah, you go okay. ahead. Um, so a couple of quick uh, personal shout outs. Uh, and one of these, I just sent her a Facebook message asking how to pronounce her last Facebook name. Message. That's so horrible. And she hasn't got it back to me. Oh, yes, she did. Yes, she did. Yay. Shout out to uh, Dina. She just sent me the pronunciation. Kusuf. <laughs> Dina Kusuf. Kusuf. Amazing friend of mine who I've never said her last name, obviously. I've seen it a million times. I should call her Dina. Uh, I met her back in seminary, and uh, she came out to visit me here in Colorado. And I had a wonderful time showing her the city that I love. And uh, and she said she started listening to the podcast because I introduced her to it when she was here. So, nice. Shout out to Dina. Hope you're listening again. God bless you. Good to see you. Come back to Denver sometime soon. And she asked, how am I, Abuna? See, this is, see she, she's Melkite Catholic. And so they use oh, Abuna. Abuna. I yes. love that name. That's for father. Yeah. Like, I'd much rather be... That's, isn't that a sweet-sounding name for father, Abuna? Yeah. I love it. Okay. So uh, I'm doing well, Dina. I'm going to return your uh, Facebook message in a second. Um, also, to my good friend, a beautiful girl in Cleveland, Teresa Plishka, uh, her brother was in seminary with me, Father Richard Plishka. Shout out to him, too. Wonderful, wonderful young priest. And um, Teresa is one of those girls... Um, I found out she's been listening recently, but she, uh, she's one of those girls that like, when you meet her, she just makes every other girl like beautiful. It's just like she, the epitome of like feminine beauty and, and she's, uh, she's awesome. So anyway, shout out to you, Teresa. I hope to catch up with you soon and and see you and your brother. Um, all righty. Oh, let me go. Let's go to, uh, emails real quick and do a couple more shout outs because we got to I'll do one now. Okay, go ahead. And then I'll All right. So another snail mail came in. I'm slowly working my way through my Christmas cards. Um, and some of them came in for the Catholic stuff. So, uh, fathers, um, etc. Uh, thank you for helping keep the Catholic stuff. You should know podcast going. This is written to me though. You certainly bring an element of the Dada esque. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year. Okay. Like the band Dada? Dada esque. I had to go to the old <laughs> Google to figure this out. Okay. okay. Dada. A movement in art and literature based on deliberate irrationality and negation of traditional artistic values. Examples include Marcel Duchamp, the guy that signed the urinal, uh, Andy <laughs> Kaufman, and some hip hop and pop art. I actually really appreciate that shout out. That's beautiful. Yes. That fits you well. So, Elizabeth, you know who you are. God bless you. Thank you for um, for recognizing in me something of the Dada. Dada esque. I like it. All right. A couple quick emails. Uh, shout out to certain peoples in Perth, Australia. Mr. Tom and Mrs. Elizabeth Gourlay, who are recently married. Ooh. Spirit Juice Studios and the Franciscans of the Immaculate. Shout out from Kelly Clark. Why are you suffering over there? Well, I, whenever I was in, whenever I was in Rome, there was a guy from Australia, and he called me a name and said, "Oh yeah, you're definitely one of those people." And it's kind of like a redneck in Australia, but I can't remember what the word was. If you're in Australia, let us know what exactly what Father Nathan is. He, this guy knows exactly what he was the former rugby player. Oh God. 
gosh, I can't remember. I love Australia. I might remember it by the next podcast, but I think we're all out of time. Okay. I think we've exhausted all time. Well, let me just do two more. Two more podcasts. Two more shout outs. Two quick. more. We got to get through these. We have so many. Reagan Dorsey requests a shout out to Dustin Turner. Reagan Dorsey. Hey, Reagan, what's up? Father Nathan. I don't know who you are. Doesn't know you. Neither do I. But shout out to you. Thanks for listening. Yeah, Rick Dorsey requests a shout out to Dustin Turtis. He got me into your podcast and he is the reason my faith is as strong as it is. That's flattering. Look at that. Reagan. Oh, no, Dustin. That's for Dustin from Reagan. God bless you guys. Nice right. job, Dustin. And last one, I promise. Uh, the students of Assumption Catholic School participating in a consecration to Mary from their teacher, Kylene Willis. They are the bomb and inspire me with their young devotion and love of Our Lady. Our feast will be on Our Lady of Guadalupe. Amen. Little, little late. Our Lady little late, but that's all right. Oh, yeah. Nice job. Our Assumption. fault. Our bad. Assumption. Shout out to the, the kids at Assumption Catholic School participating from uh, your teacher. Kylie Do you know what town that's in? Doesn't it, say? No, it doesn't say. All right. All right, all. God bless. We're out, Love folks. You. Go to your local uh, Byzantine church and ask for a mason jar of, uh, of <laughs> Jordan water. Of Jordan water. Throw it everywhere. God's grace. Catholic abounds. Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Check it out, folks. We'll see you later.